Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Uthi. Holden, so many things to talk about this week. What are we going to talk about this episode? Uh, Well, we have a great episode for you this week featuring our reviews of The Last of Us, episode six. Kin. Uh, Called Kin, yes. Um, And we'll also be doing Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and uh, the Oscar nom, Triangle of Sadness. That's a lot of things. So, buckle up, Ellie. That one movie podcast. Tom. But first, Jimmy, we have to do the Toms. The Toms, the Toms, the Toms. Tom's is rapid fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Tom's, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw's the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. All right, Holden. No trailers this week. No. There were actually no. a couple I thought about. Like, uh, there was. Uh, did you see the thing about the Tetris movie? I did watch that trailer, actually. Yeah. Well, do we want to talk about it? I don't know. It's an Apple TV Plus movie, so. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I want I have to say about it is it is a very interesting story behind Tetris. Um, I'm sure they'll play it up for the movie, but I have watched videos about like how it reached America and it's kind of all of its legal troubles it's had over the years. So I, I no doubt it'll be at least an interesting story, but we'll see if the movie is good. Gave me Bridge of Spies vibes. Okay, I've never seen it. Throw, that, so. throw back to Bridge of Spies. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was nominated for Best Picture. Forgot that movie existed. Yeah, well, um, that's one of Steven Spielberg's Best Picture nominees that he made that just disappeared into the ether. Yeah, that in the post. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Quit doing dramas. I don't know. We haven't seen the Fablemans yet, so yeah, just make a make another West Side Story. Make West Side Story two. No, make. Indiana Jones 5. Oh, wait, they're already doing that. Yeah, too late. Uh, but anyway, other news, uh, Jimmy. Um, this week, spe- since we're talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, it's only fitting there's a little Marvel news. And In fact, The Marvels, uh, which is the third movie that's coming out this year from the MCU, the sequel to Captain Marvel, uh, has been delayed to November of 2023. Um, which I haven't covered delays too much recently, but the main thing I reason I bring it up is because it's around like Dune, yeah, I, and Dune. <laughs> and the Hunger Games movie and a bunch of other big movies. And um, granted, I I'm I think either Dune or Hunger Games is gonna get delayed. I don't know which or both. Both could get delayed, but I just feel like that much in one month, like one of them is gonna buckle and move. <laughs> we'll see. Do you think the Marvels is going to do that well? I mean, it's an MCU movie. If nothing, I mean, the studios, if nothing else, are going to look at that and be like, well, we don't want to compete with that. I mean, this week, if you look at Wikipedia's kind of list of movies coming out or whatever, which is kind of what I like to refer to a lot of times, um, they 
like Ant-Man and the Wasp this week, there's absolutely no other movies coming out this week. Like, <laughs> no, no, uh, even like indie films or anything listed on that list. It was just this movie this week. <laughs> so I just feel like most of the time people aren't wanting to touch kind of that time frame. Uh, Holden, I will not take the this disgrace towards the film Emily, not my wife Emily. Hidden Blade, Oven Age, Pacifiction, Return to Soul, Tell It Like a Woman, and the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon re-release, Holden, <laughs> which all came out this week. Okay, well, I guess the one the list I look at on the Wikipedia list is, I think, list of American films, or any of those American? Well, I don't know. Not that They're it should really matter, my, but obviously... My website that, of choice, Holden, first showing.net. Okay. Not that it should matter if they're American or not, but obviously those are going to play more well with domestic audiences. So I just think, like, we see no others coming out for um, around the Marvel movies. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same with Guardians. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I don't like how they moved it to, like, the same week as Dune. So... Yeah. Bombadil Disney. Bombadil for that. Um, other Marvel news. Uh, Kevin Feige. Actually, it's the ke- week. It's the week after Dune. So, still yeah. Bombadil Disney. It's, it it'll still be eaten into Dune's profits. It's going to be eating into Disney's Wish movie about the wishing star that comes out yeah. two weeks later <laughs> on Thanksgiving week. Um, it does move it out of the the Barbie and Oppenheimer time period. So that's good, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, it better not eat in the Saw 10s. Yeah, uh, exactly. Saw um, 10, your, your seatbelt. Kevin Feige I th- had a big interview this week, I assume just because of Ant-Man and the Wasp coming out, but he, he had a few things to say about the upcoming Marvel projects. But the big thing I wanted to talk about was that he said that he, he that he and the studio was recognizing that there is too, much t- too many TV shows coming out in such a short amount of time. And so if... I, while I don't think they've like they're canceling any of the shows they've announced, they are spreading them out more. Because right now, the only two shows that are now confirmed to be coming out this year are Secret Invasion, coming out sometime this spring, uh, and Loki, which is coming out this summer. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a third in like late fall or winter or something. But right now, those are the only two we for sure are having, Jimmy, which I think is for the best. <laughs> it's Loki and Secret Invasion. Yeah. Um, and Star Wars wise, what are we getting? We got Ahsoka, year? Ahsoka, Mandalorian. Um, I feel like there's another one. Maybe I don't know. Skeleton Crew coming out this year. That or um, Acolyte. That oh yeah, maybe. Year. I don't know. Anywho, this is a good thing, Holden, and we talked about it last year. And Disney, listen to us. <laughs> it's once again, our influence over the industry. Did you see Liam Neeson was like? There are too many spin-offs of Star Wars. Yeah, it makes it lose its effectiveness or whatever he was saying. Yeah. It makes Which it I lose agree. the magic. Star Wars has a particular magic. Yeah, I mean I think without getting too far off on a tangent, I think it's it's an even bigger problem in that regard for Star Wars, because Marvel has always kind of been like everything, everywhere, all at once, so to speak. Um while I do think there the are still best too many TV nominee. shows. Yeah. Um, Star Wars, I mean, it is, you know, it went a long time while just being kind of the special thing with just some trilogies here and there. And now it's just a lot. So I think I think that shock is kind of is 
being felt especially with star wars definitely yeah there's a desensitizing going on star wars yep. that didn't exist before except for andor andor's good years ago well andor's good but it wasn't like you know you can't get by with oh look it's a stormtrooper oh boy, here's the next swing <laughs> You know that sound the TIE fighter makes when it flies by? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty you good. You need more than that these days. You need political intrigue. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I don't think... Morally gray characters. We're not getting... I don't think we're getting Andor Season 2 this year. Like it, No, it, absolutely not going to happen. Yeah, probably first half of next year would be my guess. I would say second half of next year, considering it took like two and a half years for Mandalorian season three to come out. That's true. I feel like I feel like Andor is an overall lower budget show, though. I don't know. Yeah, still. Yeah. Regardless. Um, yes. Not this year. Irregardless. Regardless. Mm-hmm. Irregardlessly. What's our next time? I oh wait, well, uh, uh, Brokaw. Good thing. Yeah. Broke off for the Marvel shows, which we got off on a tangent about. Um, Jimmy, a big surprising piece of news this week was that apparently How to Train Your Dragon is getting a live action adaptation. Wow. Did you see this? <laughs> no. Is it Game of Thrones? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> oh. um, I assume it's being still made by DreamWorks because DreamWorks is still does. I mean, does do live action films. It's kind of weird when they pop up and you see their uh, studio logo before a live action film. But um, yeah, it's releasing in 2025. I don't think any creative team is announced behind it, aside from the fact that the composer John Powell is coming back um, from the original three animated films. Yeah, to rip off Space Jam yet again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which uh those those do have uh, quite good soundtracks so i think that's cool um, they do why on earth is this being made because those movies yeah. are good they don't need a live action thing a lot of the charm is in the animation uh money i mean it this it's, would be an expensive mo- movie so i don't i don't know yeah i, don't I mean I th- i'm gonna say i'm gonna go out on a limb and say bombadil I mean, like it's it's one of those things where I felt I felt this way with like Mulan. Granted, I don't think this will be as bad as that Mulan remake. We'll see. I know literally nothing about this movie, so it could be, I guess. But um, Mulan, I felt like was a movie that could have worked in live action. I'm like, okay, if they're going to make a live action adaptation out of all Disney movies, Mulan would maybe work. That's kind of how I feel about this. I'm like, How to Train Your Dragon out of all DreamWorks movies would work best in live action, but. Um, I just, I don't know. Like, it, it wasn't that long ago that we got the third one. I guess it was when we started no, that, this podcast. We were, doing this, we were doing this podcast. It was like yeah. our second or third episode or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't get it. I don't, I don't think it makes sense to do it as a, as a live action movie, honestly. Is it going to mm-hmm. be just the same story? Because then definitely no. So, yeah. I think then this is going to be so- <laughs> bad. Because if you're deciding to do this, I think that's just a bad choice. So, no. bad. Bombadil, Holden. I hope I'm proven wrong, but this movie's going to be bad. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sh- pretty skeptical. Knowing nothing about, about it. <laughs> well, I, I have background na- information about the movies that we do have, the animated ones, that work so well because they're animated kids' movies mm-hmm. that are entertaining and have, you know, are also 
uh, accessible for adults and, you know, entertaining. So I just, I don't understand the need for this. What's the angle here? And I don't see an sure. angle other than money. money. Yeah, no, I, I think it's kind of stupid. I think I'll probably give it a bombadilla as well, even though I'm, I'm open to it being good. I mean, I don't, I don't want any movie to be good. More good movies is better. So hot take. Yeah. But, um, also, Jimmy, a uh, new M. Night Shyamalan film. Uh, it feels like every single time he comes out with a new movie, it's like <laughs> two weeks later, he's like, oh, here's when, my, here's when my next movie's coming out. He's just, he's churning these things out. Um, but his next movie is going to be called Trap. Um, obviously, no plot or anything is known at this point, but it's going to be releasing August 2nd, 2024. So we're a year and a half away from a new M. Night movie. Oh, um, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> And, um, yeah, and I think I saw something like this is going to be his first time. I think he's switching over to Warner Bros. from Universal. He has a new deal with them. So so um, hopefully a little bit more studio interference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rain him in a bit or something. No. But, uh, yeah, you excited for a new M. Night movie? Why not, Holden? I mean, his last one was pretty bad, but, you know, <laughs> this new one hopefully will be better. Yeah, I'm Go always going to look forward to an M Night Shyamalama Ding Dong movie. Yeah, I mean they they're always they're always I, I was going to say interesting, but this last one wasn't. Um, they're they're always at least quite a bit they're, of hype behind it just because of his they're, reputation. They're usually interesting. Yes, yeah, and um, you know he's just going to go for it when it comes to the cinematography. Yeah, <laughs> whether it works or not. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I uh, new M Night movie. I'll give it a Brokaw. Yeah, Broca M Night, we're still in your corner. You silly <laughs> I think I'll curly always hair be in his cameo. He's just he's so funny. Yes, you silly um, curly hair cameo centric man. Jimmy, we are apparently already getting another Hellboy reboot. <laughs> Yet again, hold on. I still yeah. have not seen any of them. Yeah. And they're making um, that video game. Yeah, the video game that I thought looked cool from what little we saw, but um yeah we're apparently getting a new hellboy uh it's going to be called hellboy the crooked man not to be confused with the uh, conjuring character i don't think that will be in it um but apparently this is movies like already like pretty far in development the script is completed uh there was no writer that was announced to be attached though but filming is already going to be starting in april it's going to be directed by brian taylor who directed the crank movies which i've heard are really dumb but really funny so we'll see. But like the action is insane in them, apparently. So we'll see if that'll feed into this. Uh, it's based on a story from the comics from 2008. And it seems to be that this movie is going to be a bit more horror focused than the other ones. So. Um, well, I can't wait to see Hellboy take down the Crooked Man, a.k.a. half of Congress. Am I right? Holden? <laughs> oh, 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 half of oh, oh, half of Hollywood. <laughs> oh, 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 we're um, just getting everybody. We're real Trey Parker, Matt Stone combo. We really are. Holden. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I love the Guillermo del Toro movies. I think they're a lot of fun with Ron Perlman in the lead there. Um, they just feel like the most accessible versions of a Guillermo del Toro movie. <laughs> just weird and action-packed and funny and stuff. But um, 
yeah, it's uh, we'll see. I don't know. The, this last one was really pretty terrible. <laughs> I did see it at the when West Mall in town here still did dollar movies or whatever they did, whatever their discount was. So um, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Well, this is a clean podcast. Hold on. So I am moderately and uh, no, I'm really not that excited for heck boy, the crooked man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to give it a Bergeron. I think I'll also give it a Bergeron. Hellboy's a cool concept. If they get it right, I mean, I can see why they keep trying. It's, it has the potential to make a lot of money, but let's just get it right this time. Um, Jimmy, for some reason, there was big hubbub this week. We talked about this the other night. Uh, There's big hubbub this week about I Am Legend 2 happening, even though it's been like happening for over a year or something. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, it was right, news well, a year th- ago. Yeah, I was like, wasn't this already a thing we talked about? <laughs> Sometimes yeah, I'm Hollywood yeah, is that, gaslighting us, Holden. We're too yeah, inside. There's, there's, They're trying to make us overthink things. We've definitely repeated ourselves on the podcast because of similar reasons. We'll just like forget we already talked about something and then it'll come back. But this is a case where we actually do remember. But it looks like the new news attached to this movie is that Michael B. Jordan is going to be playing the lead in this movie. Will Smith is still going to be in it, but I don't think he's going to be quite the central focus. Um, and it, it'll it just follows be his leftover the, blood and guts. Yeah. Well, it follows the alternate ending of uh the first of that first movie uh which consensus seems to be it's better than the actual ending and i think that's why they're following it i don't really know i don't know which one is which i Uh, i think i know like what happens in each like i think i know what the two different endings i've never seen the movie but i just like this is a very famous example of an alternate ending okay well, I'm going to give the listeners 30 seconds. Skip ahead 30 seconds if you don't want any sort of I Am Legend spoilers. All right, give me 30 <laughs> seconds to do that now. All right. All right. So one of them, he gets blown up because <laughs> he's saving <laughs> these other people in his in his lab in his basement. And, I, and he has to kill his dog. And the other one, I think the dog lives. And he, yeah. I guess, lives too. Yeah. So... I think you're right. I I th- yeah, I've the, seen the, them both. But. I think the blowy uppy one is the original ending because I think I remembered that. Yeah, I think I remember that being from what I read. And then the yeah, alternate. I hope that's what they told the Hollywood reporter. We are not going with the blowy uppy ending. Yeah. The- <laughs> yeah. But I think, yeah, I think he lives. <laughs> I think he lives in the other ending, which would make sense why he's in the sequel. I- I hope, okay, so we're not in spoilers for the original one anymore, but I hope that he gets married, remarried in this new one, and a, a zombie starts, like, biting his wife, and he's he's like, get my wife, keep my wife out of your dang mouth, <laughs> and then he goes up and smacks the zombie. <laughs> well, Jimmy, Moment see, of the I, year. Too bad Os- the Oscars got rid of that voting. Oh yeah, that's right. Now, see, Jimmy, I, I'm I'm more excited for the Oscars to make ten jokes about it this year that are really cringy. Jimmy Kimmel, do you think? He's yeah, gonna Jimmy go Kimmel's gonna make like ten jokes about it. <laughs> luckily, wait. hey guys, luckily Will Smith's not nominated for anything, so my face is gonna be okay. <laughs> I will not make fun of anybody for not for their hair. Okay. <laughs> Can't wait. Luckily, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith are not here this year, so uh, 
I can make that GI Jane joke again. (laughs) (laughs) No repercussions. Hey, Vin Diesel, you look like GI Jane. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. I I am Legend 2. I'll give it a Bergeron because I have not seen the first one. I'll give it a Bergeron because I don't really remember the first one all that well, and it's probably okay. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, Jimmy, we saw Megan earlier last month. Um, yes, M3 again. M3 again. Um, well, it's getting an unrated cut uh, with a lot of the cut R-rated scenes on Peacock February 24th. Um, it's a case of I don't usually bring up alternate cuts for movies when they get announced or whatever, but for listeners' benefit, if you haven't watched M3 again... My guess, I could be wrong. My guess is that this cut will be better. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Because normally I'm like, when people are like, Venom should have been rated R. It would have been so much better. I was like, that was not the problem with Venom. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no, so there is plenty of other things there. <laughs> whereas this, I'm like, yeah, I think this movie would have been actually much better if it was rated R. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I agree. I yeah. And I mean, the it, definitive way to see it. Yeah, and I I actually might watch it. Um, to, I mean, I guess if I find my find the time or whatever, I might just sit down because I do have Peacock right now. So maybe I'll watch it and then compare. But yeah, I mean, maybe it, I, I think will it, watch the YouTube compilation that someone puts together with all the changes. There you go. <laughs> Save yourself some time. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I I mean, I think with movies like this, too, where it was originally shot for R and then it was cut down to PG-13, that that kind of makes a big difference, too. Like with Venom, it was Venom. It was always going to be PG-13. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Anyway, uh, Meg M3gan unrated cut. I'll give it a Brokaw. Sure. I'll do that, too. Sure. Why not? Um, and then Jimmy, I think that's actually it for news this week. Bit of a shorter weekend Woo! news. Uh, helps that we didn't shorter have any trailers. Um, but I don't think there was any tog either. Um, yeah. So let's dive into one of our three things we're going to talk about, Holden. Let's start with The Last of Us Episode 6. How's that sound? Yeah, let's do it. some lifesaver gummies they're very good i haven't ate yeah, on the back podcast to, in a while yeah back to holden just unashamedly eating on the podcast like he used to i thought we had he... just beat it out of him physically <laughs> but uh well, no nope. we have been recording on monday nights and i usually just eat afterwards but for some reason today i'm extra hungry so try to slow myself down um anyway the last of us Season 1, Episode 6, called Kin. Full spoilers for the show up to this point, and also the game up to this point in the game. And thus, Holden spoils something later, which apparently he has done. Did I? You spoiled Frank dying for people, I guess. Emily said that, and my sister said that. So, way to go, Holden. Spoiling things all the time. Okay. You spoiled that Frank remember. was dead. Oh, I do kind of remember cars. talking about that, but I don't know. It's like a minor part of the game, so whatever. Well, it turned St- out to be a major part of the show, so <laughs> I guess. 
Um, anyway, uh, this episode, Kin. What do you think, Jimmy? Um, overall, good. Although I, I, I mean, I guess I liked the stuff that was different. Again, we have a couple of things pulled from the game. And mm-hmm. I think we could just walk through it in chronological order. I mean, this part of the sure. game isn't the most exciting part either. So, really, the last three episodes, I think, are going to be bangers. It's mm-hmm. kind of what we're setting up for. I don't... Um, I don't like... Some of the changes here, I like. Some of the changes I thought were... I don't know. We could talk about it. Let's just kind of walk through this episode kind of chronologically. I really like the beginning when they're talking with the couple that's just out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I thought they were funny. I recognize the guy, the male older actor from something, but I forgot to look it up. So He seemed familiar, but, yeah. but he was good. His wife was good. They were funny. They were like, mm-hmm. you're going to die if you go beyond that river. Yeah. Which, <laughs> okay, I don't know. I felt like that was, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I guess that I don't feel like that was really delivered. I mean, it guess it built up tension, but when they said that, I was thinking more like, "Oh, are we going straight to the like the winter cult people?" I um, was kind of wondering that too. I mean, I was pretty sure it was it was going to be like Tommy's town or whatever. So I was I was wondering, you know, is it going to are there a bunch of you know infected over there or something or what's the deal? But um I don't know. I I thought it was fine. I thought it built up tension. I did think it was goofy that like as soon as they crossed, they got <laughs> the like the second they crossed, they got apprehended. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought, thought that, that was, was nice kind of goofy. Bit of tension with the dog, and then the dog just licks her. But I don't understand why the dog didn't smell that she was infected because she has the fungus. So I'm like, what part of that covered the smell? <laughs> Well, so yeah, I'm just wondering if it's if it's like, I mean, sh- she has it, but it's not like maybe it's just the way that it's not really like growing or taking hold of her or something. I don't know. Yeah, but you know, I, like, I f- it's still the fungus. I'm like, I don't understand, but I don't really care about that. I'm not going to hold that against it. I thought it was a good piece of tension and it was cute that the dog is licking her. Yeah, I like leading up to that point, too, just all of Joel and Ellie's interactions. They're very good. Very yeah, good in the show. I, I, I like. That... I was just going to say, I like Ellie um, whistling, trying to whistle. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, reminded me of me. I also had to teach myself how to whistle doing stuff oh, like I can't that, do the so. whistle where you put your like fingers in there and you go really No, loud, I can't do that can either. The normal whistling. Yeah, same. Same. Um. Yeah, no, I thought their on-screen on good chemistry, like their lighthearted chemistry has been really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that. I like it whenever Ellie does a Joel impersonation. Yeah. I think that's funny. Um, very charming. They're very. They're both very charming. Yeah, so that was good. Uh, obviously, we see a lot more of Tommy's town, Jackson, Wyoming, which I've been mm-hmm. to Jackson, Wyoming. I don't know so if it it's like that? supposed to. I don't know if it like it's clearly not supposed to be there like because it's like they built this town kind of from scratch but there's also already a town named Jackson Wyoming so I don't mm. understand like I don't <laughs> I don't know what they're doing um, 
because it's kind of confusing because it is kind of like that um but it seems like they're supposed to build the town from scratch and then they're like oh yeah i don't communists. think they did build it from scratch i think it is they didn't it build it completely from scratch but it was like um most i don't know sure i mean i've been there cool little town by the grand tetons yeah the the design in this seems to be a lot closer to the last of us part two when we see it in that yeah Um, because you don't really see it in the first game it's really just the dam that you get to see that is true yeah i mean you do get a a very very brief glimpse of it later but i I don't want to say anything about that so yeah yeah um but yeah, cool looking town. I mean, it, it definitely seems like the best place to live in this kind of apocalypse. It's like just they've, they've got it good. I mean, they, they figured out how to get the the dam, the hydroelectric dam to give them power. And um, they've got kind of a seems like a stable society for the most part going around. And everyone seems about as happy as you could be in this apocalypse. So very nice little society. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. It's a cool place. I'd like to live there. Um, I mean, like, just like in the game, Ellie finds out about Sarah, Joel's daughter. Uh, She finds out, I think, through Maria, which is Tommy's wife's name, I think, in the game, too. I don't remember. I've only played it four times old, and I can't remember. But um, (laughs) not when she's getting her hair cut or anything like that. I, I honestly did not remember Maria as even a character in the game. I, I thought that was like made up for this. <laughs> I didn't I didn't remember her. No, she's in the all. game. Yeah, she's okay. she's pretty similar character in the game too. Okay. she's kind of no butts, no cuts, no coconuts. Holden, um, I don't think that's the order of how you say that. But <laughs> yeah, that's similar. Um, again, in the game, similar. You have Joel wanting to kind of hand Ellie off to Tommy. It's not so much that he feels like a failure i guess in the game it's more like this is tommy just knows the area better and also i'm kind of with the idea that i'm taking you this far and then i'm i'm done with you Mm -hmm. um and that's a big change in the game is or in the show is that in the game ellie runs away after Mm -hmm. this happens after like she finds out joel's gonna ditch her and in the show she just kind of mopes around which is fine. I didn't necessarily buy her running off in the game. It's kind of just a way to create an action sequence intention in the game. I don't yeah. think you really needed it. But, of course, you have the recreated scene in the bedroom where she's reading the journal and then she brings up Sarah. Mm-hmm. But Joel doesn't say, Ellie, you are treading on mighty thin ice here. I don't think he says that. Does he that. say that in the game? Yeah. Oh, okay. But the rest of it's pretty similar. And I think they did a good job of uh, recreating that but uh, yeah i mean that's a it's a tense scene in the game pretty iconic part so it makes sense that they try to recreate it for the show and it works in just the context of the show so i mean i think that's i think what that's part of what the show has done so well is i mean it, it will recreate specific scenes from the game but it's usually it's usually scenes that are like you know pretty crucial to the plot or the characters so it kind of it it picks and chooses, but I think it does so pretty well. Yeah, I agree. Um, again, I find myself enjoying more the more they like go away, stray away from the game, rather mm-hmm. than just 
takeout scenes entirely or, sure. or copy scenes entirely, which I think this was a scene that you just had to do that. Like you have to yeah. copy this. Of course, Speaking yeah. of Holden, the uh, university part is like very similar well, to the game. Surprisingly. Well, should we jump? We, we haven't even, I was just going to say, we haven't even like talked about Tommy and like his interactions with Joel. I thought that was, I thought those like conversations were really solid in this. Sure. Like how mm-hmm. Joel just is like incapable of being happy for someone. Yeah. Like <laughs> it just, I mean, Tommy sums it up pretty well when he's like, uh, I don't know. I don't remember if this is from the game at all, but when he's like, you know, just because you can't move on, you know, it doesn't mean the rest of us, uh, he doesn't say that exactly, but something similar to that. Um, and yeah, I just, I buy them. I mean, even though we haven't seen them on screen together too much, I buy that they're like siblings. They they seem like, you know, Joel's the the older one. It's just kind of gruff and no nonsense. And then Tommy's, you know, the more amicable, younger one, more flexible. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a strength of the show over the game is just their relationship in general. I think it's more fleshed out here than it is in the game. Like mm-hmm. I said, the game, it's more like... Tommy's from this area he knows it so I'm gonna give you to Tommy that's the end of it where it's like oh there's actually more uh, I don't know more there more meat to chew on from the bone yeah yeah I was seeing some comments online too that some people thought that like some people kept thinking that like one of the girls is Dina like in the background the girl that was I feel like the girl who was maybe staring at her when she's like, what do you want? Could yeah. Dina. But I don't think we should say anything about Dina for people who don't know anything about the game. Yeah, we won't say anything about game, Dina. So. That's a that's a character from the second game. <laughs> but, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, yeah, we can move on to university. I think that's about yeah, it. Yeah, hold on. You're always trying to spoil things. I wasn't, I wasn't going to say anything about Dina. I was just I'm gonna, <laughs> pointing out a detail that some people were noticing. Yeah. Um, well, Ellie does talk about how she wants to be an astronaut. Joel wants to be a singer. I guess that's um, in the university part, which that happens. The university looks very similar to the games. Yeah. Um, very, very close. And even like you have the monkeys, which are in the games. They don't explain mm-hmm. the, sh- the monkeys in the show, but the monkeys, it's like uh, the fireflies are moving. So like you find this guy who had like, there's a hole in his skull. So it's like, well. He killed himself for some reason, and then you find out that he had like let the in, like an infected monkey loose, and then it bit him, and then he had to take his own life. And all the monkeys are around, so okay. you find out that. But like the lab looked really similar. Mm-hmm. Even like the big entryway was very similar. Crazy how that goes. I thought the way Joel gets injured though was pretty lame, <laughs> and I don't know. I just was like, oh. You like did, I mean, they made it so you're not supposed to like see it happen in the moment. But then it's like, oh, he's got a bat in his side. But it, it did, <laughs> it did feel like the game where it's like these raiders come out of nowhere, and then it's like, oh, mm-hmm. early we gotta hide, which is very similar to the game. But in the show, it's kind of just silly. I was thinking they would switch it to infected. Mm, sure. Um, and I thought that would have been a better change because it it seemed weird that all of a sudden there were just raiders out of nowhere. Well, how does he get injured in the game? So in the game, it is raiders, but they're like trying to sneak out and then someone like tackles him and they, 
or there he's like in a scruff and he like falls off of like a second story balcony or third story balcony lands on like an exposed um steel i don't know like i think it's like a either like a nail or like a strut like you know if like in a cement column like there's that steel kind of oh sure yeah rebar beams kind of in thing. yeah and so like that was like exposed and it just lands on it and it's like ooh. Okay. It's okay. like a Lara Croft Tomb Raider moment where you're just like, oh, God, yeah, it looks painful. <laughs> and then this, it's just like, oh, there's a baseball bat here. I don't know. It just lacked the impact. And I was kind of looking forward to seeing that moment. And uh, and then there's more tension of like Ellie comes down. She's trying to help him. And then Joel's like trying to stay conscious and shooting people. And then she's helping him get out of the, the university. I don't know. I just think it's more exciting than, oh, wow, this guy this one guy somehow the others weren't aware that they that we were here um stabs me but then they come and i don't know wasn't that as exciting i mean honestly i uh i don't think i minded too much how he got injured i just thought it was dumb that the raiders don't have guns yeah that's also dumb. <laughs> did they not have guns no <laughs> hmm Pretty sure I don't they know. Don't. I thought it was weird that when they were doing target practice that they were just wasting ammunition. Joel and Ellie were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd never do that, that in the video game. No. I mean, I liked <laughs> the scene, but I'm like, I feel like they've yeah. established that you don't want to waste any ammunition. Maybe I'm assuming that they just had plenty from Jackson and took a bunch. I don't know. Could be. And that they're planning on returning shortly. But uh, yeah, Alden and then Joel's hurt. Is he going to make it? Is he going to make it? It's winter. They did. Um, this part of the game happens during the fall, mm-hmm. and it's just winter in the show. So, skipping over a season, why not? Yeah, I think it's fine. I, it doesn't. The the changing of the seasons doesn't seem to be as emphasized in the show, which is okay. That's like a bigger part mm-hmm. of the game. One thing um, I will say though is I just wish that this show was longer. I just wish that there were more episodes. Honestly, because I, I would have liked them to explore, explore it more, and that doesn't all necessarily have to be the Joel and Ellie storyline. I think I would have just maybe liked more of the cold opens and world building stuff that they've been doing, that you get through the artifacts you find in the game, whereas just they yeah. could actually show you them as the cold opens, like they were doing early on in the season, and then they like stopped after the second episode doing. Yeah, the cold opens were great. I agree. I think. <laughs> Yeah, for the most part, I agree it could be longer, but at the same time, I I don't I feel like it would also be hard to you know get another episode or two out of it without making certain episodes feel too long. Um, so I don't know. Um, we'll see. I I think I mean based on knowing where the game goes, I think the fact that there's three episodes left is pretty solid. Oh yeah, like I I can tell you what the next three episodes are. <laughs> yeah <laughs> already um and speaking of the next episode is based on the left behind dlc of the game where you find out more mm-hmm. of ellie's backstory based on the preview so uh i'm excited to watch that one of course mm-hmm. it is gonna be a little tease because two weeks from now uh i you can imagine that they'll adapt our favorite part of the game that takes place yep. in the winter and then the uh, finale so looking forward to that um, and it'll all be over, Holden, in three weeks. Hard to believe. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I'm excited. I, I mean, as we get close, I I just keep thinking about. It, I'm pretty sure, like, 
to me it would make most sense if the next season was not just part two i feel like they should wait a bit before they get to that point right see i would like them to do a one and a half yeah i think that's that what would i want make a lot more sense but there's, i know they're there's not a lot of time past the game there's a lot of time in between and it's harder for like a, a show than a game to have like that big of a time jump because you can't just like literally age your characters like you have like Bella Ramsey is still I mean I mean I know she is older than 14 but I mean she look I mean she's gonna still look pretty similar to how she looks now so yeah I mean give it some time and there's plenty of give time you can beard, explore in then there she'll look older what I said, give her a beard, then she'll look older. Give, yeah, give her a beard. No, she. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a, a lot of the original stuff of like this show has been the best part. So if you have a, a season that is largely original stuff, I think that could be really cool. And as someone who's played the game, I think that'd just be cool to see original stuff told between part one and two. Anyway. Yeah. Exactly. You could have a little fun adventure there. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's what I think, Holden. I think we should move on to our one of our movies. I agree. Let's move on. Uh, let's do Ant-Man? Yes, let's do Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. All right, Jimmy. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. It's the newest MCU film. The first film of Phase 5 of the MCU. Uh, third Ant-Man movie. Um, stars Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Jonathan Majors. Directed by Peyton Reed. Um, yeah, um, this movie is getting quite the mixed reception. In fact, it is currently the lowest rated Marvel movie on Metacritic out of all of them even more so than the the eternals debacle from a couple years ago and um like movies like thor the dark world and whatnot but this is the lowest rated one currently it doesn't seem to be affecting box office too much i think i mean granted it is just opening weekend but i think it had the highest opening for any of the ant-man movies so people are you know at least wanting to go see kang i guess but um What'd you think of this? Or I guess, what's a synopsis? Do you have a synopsis? Synopsis, up, Holden. Ant-Man and the Wasp find themselves exploring the quantum realm, interacting with strange new creatures, and embarking on an adventure that pushes them beyond the limits of what they thought was possible. It's the quantum That's just realm, vague enough Holden. to be a, a synopsis. <laughs> what? Um, You're sending a signal to the quantum realm? Oh, no. <laughs> That's how this movie starts. Yeah. Um what do you what do you think of this, Jimmy? I thought that Jonathan Majors was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I okay. <laughs> the first half of this movie is bad. I think just downright yeah. bad. It gets it gets uh, better overall. Yes. They keep referring to Jonathan Majors as like, oh, him. Oh, he like he's like this looming presence in the background and then when he finally shows up it's like thank goodness because he's yeah, fun he's to watch <laughs> and he's great that they've set him up as the the next big bad of the marvel movies um yeah so no i'm excited for that but uh yikes this was bad and um the first <laughs> half and i think a lot of the vfx were bad in the first half and like were not as bad in the second half 
particularly the lighting i think it's just terrible mm-hmm. in some scenes mm-hmm. like the lighting of this quantum realm is just the most generic like uh we're just gonna light you flat and then just kind of edit yeah, it, it in post and it just looks it looks so like they're being lit dull. on a green screen <laughs> like which is what they it are just, but they're not it looks bad yet. but i mean i don't know how you would do it with the quantum realm i i just mm. don't like i don't know how you would not make it just all just cg whatever well yeah i mean i think so my worry from seeing the trailer and i think it's mostly just a problem in the first half is that so many scenes just feel like it's just standing in front of a green screen standing there like talking kind of shot reverse shot stuff and it's just the most boring looking thing possible it doesn't look like they've i mean i guess an example of a, a marvel movie that does it better like avengers endgame the insane behind the scenes stuff for that like like the final battle for that sure it's all mostly green screen but they've like constructed kind of sets out of green screen that like like there's a lot of like levels to it like layers to a lot of the the rubble and all of that kind of stuff so it feels like there is a little bit something more tangible there but here it just kind of feels like like a green screen I would set up in my basement and like some actors talking in front of it or something <laughs> a lot of the time. Like it's, there's nothing to it. And it like, it does get better. It feels like there's a little bit more to it later on. Like that maybe they built a bit more, had a bit more complex sets or something uh, later on. But yeah, the start, it is just flat, flat, flat. Yeah. Um, did not did not like that um otherwise yeah it gets better as it goes on uh boy our our theater did not think this movie was funny <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> which is no, surprising like, for an opening night marvel movie it was not a friendly crowd well so we won't talk about the did you feel like the ending was really awkward because like no one laughed it felt like it ended on a laugh or it was supposed to end on a laugh and just no one in the theater laughed so then it get, went yeah. to the opening it went to the credits and it's just silent in the theater. <laughs> it was <Yeah>. so weird. <laughs> um, yeah, no. And I think, you know, the Ant-Man movies are pretty notorious for their humor, even among Marvel movies. I think I think some of them have some pretty good jokes, and some, but a lot of the jokes are terrible. And I think this probably has the worst humor out of all of them. There's like one or two jokes maybe that work out of the whole thing and the rest of it's just and most of it's not like i want to like gouge my eyes out or you know anything like that but it's just kind of like lame dull humor that's predictable you know but yeah i don't know it was pretty bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) um there were a couple, I don't know, there were a couple, and it was like during the climax, just the classic, oh, this big thing happened, let's make a little quip about it. Yeah, yeah, um, I, this was, honestly, I mean, before we get off that, I this was, I mean, people complain about it all the time, but I felt like this movie, more so than even a lot of other Marvel movies, was really affected by the let's have a serious moment and then punctuate it with a joke kind of thing. Like, it just felt like they, like, it, this movie overall has a more serious tone than the other Ant-Man movies, I think. Um, there aren't quite as many rapid-fire jokes in it, but, it, like, it would take it... It just, like, would not fully commit to, you know, those dramatic scenes. 
Yeah. I would I told Holden once we left the theater, I was like, that felt like the Phantom Menace, where it was just totally all over the place. It's mm-hmm. like is trying to be everything all at once and it doesn't really work well at any of them. Unless Jonathan Majors is standing on the screen and he just has a presence that was palpable and excellent. And I'm looking forward to seeing him. And he was worth the price of admission. So honestly, if you're just yeah. an MCU fan and you want to see kind of the direction of the MCU is headed in terms of Kang, you get, you got to see this movie. I mean, you got to do it. Uh, maybe It's if pretty you crucial. Don't really, yeah. If you're not that excited about it, just wait for it to come to Disney Plus in a few months. But um, I don't know. It's, it's not... I mean, it's not a good movie, but I don't think it's as bad as a 48 on Metacritic. No. So, I mean, it, like what Halloween it, Kills was right around that. <laughs> or Halloween Ends, I mean. <laughs> like, this is better well, than that. Either, either one of those is worse than this movie. Yeah. Just because of, of Jonathan Majors alone. Um, Boy, I mean, I think we could, I, well, I, got, I don't know. The other supporting villain is terrible. It's yes. so bad. Really and I don't bad. Know if we're supposed to say who that is, but Let, let's we can talk not about for those. the sake of it. Yeah, it's it's bad it, and it's disappointing because I think. Oh, we'll talk about it. Not and we'll talk about spoilers before I get too into it. Um, yeah, I mean, as you said, Kang is great. Jonathan Majors. I mean, if you saw Loki, um, I mean, you, I thought we thought he was great in that, playing a different you know variant of Kang. Um, he, here he we have kind of a. Yeah, here we have kind of more a uh, traditional villain type Kang, but he's still great, still just commands the screen anytime he's on. And his, I mean, he has a mysterious backstory that we, I mean, we learn a little bit more about, but we're still kind of iffy on exactly what's happening with him. So there's still more mystery to uncover here, um, which is very good. Um, I mean, he really, I mean, yeah, he is the main performance that carries it. I think... Paul Rudd is good because he's Paul Rudd. I don't like he's not nothing like phenomenal for Paul Rudd, but he has that charisma that can carry a movie. He's always like I always like I feel like I like the Ant-Man character in the MCU, but I don't really like the Ant-Man movies. And I think it's just because it's Paul Rudd like entirely. (laughs) Um, Um, I think one of the actual funny parts is at the beginning of the movie when he's like reading this book that he published. That was pretty mm-hmm. funny. Some that was funny. Yeah. Book. <laughs> I did like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And he's, so he's good. Um, but yeah, most, most of the supporting cast, like you have Michael Douglas has basically nothing to do in this movie. Um, Evangeline Lilly doesn't really have any she's she's always sidelined she's always like had nothing to do in any of these Ant-Man movies even though she's like half of the title of two of the movies the wasp yeah unless you're unless you're Emily and you thought that Jonathan Majors was the wasp oh yes like (laughs) like, no he's not the wasp he's Kang um silly I feel like Michelle Pfeiffer was good but she i don't know it's still just like her story was kind of whatever i think i will say the stuff with it was flashbacks with her was interesting mm-hmm. the one where it was the present day her i thought was not as interesting and and i mean when she was like you sent a signal to the quantum realm what <laughs> i'm like okay settle down yeah i, I, also, I like also, why would you not like I get like you're not proud of your past, but literally like just never talking about anything ever 
I don't know. I guess people did that after World Wars and stuff. But like you, yeah. like once you're there, you think you could just mention some of this stuff because it might be relevant. Well, yeah, and I mean, considering how big a part of their lives the quantum realm has been, and I mean, it was even crucial, you know, in saving the world and Avengers Endgame and everything, so I don't know why she wouldn't tell anyone about this danger that's trapped down there. Like, <laughs> it just seems kind of silly. Yeah, that was one of my big gripes, was that it, it's such a contrived, like, plot point, but whatever i don't know I if i've mentioned this so far in the review but i i have not seen any of the other ant-man movies so just a yeah. disclaimer yeah and i this is pretty i mean obviously the cast is a lot, mostly the same but it i feel like it's not it wouldn't be that confusing like i feel like ant-man one and two are a lot more closely connected than this one is um, especially since the like several cast members did not come back so and it takes really like right away just goes into the plot of the movie it's like the intro is just like five maybe ten minutes and then it immediately just goes right into the quantum realm um but even then jimmy and jimmy had mentioned afterwards and i kind of agree that this movie feels too long it's only two hours it feels feels way longer than two hours and five minutes yeah way longer and, and I it, don't I know think, why that is, but it just does. I think for me, it's the, like the structure of the movie is very weird. It like it. F- I don't know. Like it, it doesn't feel like it like a traditional three act, which. No, it doesn't. Like it isn't necessarily it has a, a bad third thing. act. Definitely has a third act. Yeah, it has a it third was hard act. To be like, oh, this is the end of the first act and this is the beginning of the second. Act. I don't know. It yeah, was I don't really it know. didn't have a lot of momentum a lot of mm-hmm. the time. It was like, oh, let's go here, let's go here, let's go here, and ooh, Kang is out. Like, ooh, he, ever since he came, oh, oh you haven't heard of him? <laughs> oh, the, <laughs> Does you're talking so about oh, the Conqueror? It's like, like, it's it's borderline cow, insulting because sh- sure, you're going to have people that go into this movie not knowing who Kang is or even that he's in this movie. Like, that's fine. But I feel like so many people going into this are like, okay, I need to see this movie because it has the new bad guy in it. And that's what a lot of the marketing and like interviews and stuff have been about is it has Kang in it. So like it feels insulting that they keep playing that that pronoun game. Just he's he's here, you know, like it's so dumb. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, Anything else to say, Holden, before we give a ratings and go into spoilers? Uh, no, I don't think so. Sounds good. So what, I who would you say, recommend this to? I would recommend this to people who really want to see Kang. Like, do you want to see Kang? Do you want to get a taste of what this guy's like? A little tease in Loki. Uh, get more action. He's very good. He's worth the price of admission. If you like the other Ant-Man movies, I haven't seen them, but I understand that they're kind of all whatever. So if you like those, see this one too. Why not? If you're just a big mcu person see it if you are a very casual mcu fan you don't even know who kang is i think you're fine i think you can just figure it out later you could skip this one maybe catch it on disney plus later maybe just skip to the kang scenes when they're on youtube yeah disney plus so that's where i'm at there um not quite as bad as everybody says it is i guess the critics but not not good (laughs) either yeah no i yeah um 
I think for me, uh, I'll probably give it like a five and a half out of ten, I think is where I'm sitting. Um, it has some good things. I, I forgot to mention, I think like the designs of stuff in this, like the visual design is unique and cool. But at the same time, I think a caveat with that is there's like no consistency. <laughs> it's like it just kind of feels like they're throwing in random designs for the sake of random designs of like characters. So um kudos for i guess just throwing it to the wall and seeing what sticks um but yeah i five i think five and five and a half is is pretty solid for it sounds good all right hold on let's dive into spoilers all right spoilers for ant-man and the wasp quantumania um all right uh we can start at the beginning um so like the like you mentioned the movie wastes no time in getting going there's just a little bit in the um surface world kind of thing it's just a comp basically a montage of of scott kind of going through his life post end game he's a successful author and everything and kind of just relaxing enjoying life seems to be um, yeah, no, I he, liked the like, yeah, don't like look overlook the little guy, and there's always room to grow. And, yeah, that's, you know, that was pretty. Whatever funny. it was, <laughs> I was trying to remember what the lines were, but the, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, and then um, we have his daughter, p- played by Catherine Newton, who's an actress I like, but I just I don't feel like she was that good in this movie. She was like fine, no. but I don't like, think she had anything really to work with that was outstanding. Yeah, which is kind of disappointing because I think one of the one of the strengths of the first two Ant Man movies is their bond. And uh, granted, um, you know, after you know Infinity War Endgame, there's a time jump, so they recast her as an older actress and everything. But like her, him, and when he was with Cassie when she was younger, she was like really looking up to him, and it was kind of this really cute father daughter thing going on, very much the heart of those movies and i felt like it didn't carry over very well into this um she's just kind of angry at him for like no good reason i think <laughs> like i mean i i get it to an extent that like it, i mean she's kind of in that phase of life where you know you you want to make some change in the world and y- your dad has the ability to do that and he's not but it feels like i mean he did save the world right like <laughs> come on he's yeah but he's what are you doing now dad what are you doing yeah. now <laughs> like does he need to be doing stuff constantly it's just it felt like contrived i don't know i don't know um yeah i can see what you're saying he also wasn't he didn't really parent her very well in those situations where he's like look i want you to i know you want to help but also don't help yeah or something you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I mean, was, yeah. there's some fault on his side, but yeah, I don't know. It's um, like they were both trying; they both like ag- agreed, but they like didn't communicate what they value to each other very well. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Anyway, anyway, um, yeah, they go to the quantum realm, and boy, that first whatever that was, you know, drink the ooze. Okay, the blob guys. Yeah, I like the blob guy with who wants the holes yeah he was all right i think he was voiced by the i think that was the david however you say his last name 
character. This Polka Dot Man. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I um, think that was but, him because he is in this movie. And I mentioned to you afterwards that, or, yeah, afterwards that he played a live action character in the first two Ant-Man movies, which I just think it's weird that he's playing a totally unrelated character in this. But yeah. Teach their own. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just that early, yeah, the early Quantum Realm stuff was just, mm. but honestly, ever since you see Kang and, and uh, the backstory there with uh, whatever was it, Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, with her character, thought that was interesting. Um, obviously, we know there. If you've watched Loki, you know there are variants of Kang. So you're like, mm-hmm. is this a good Kang? Is this a bad Kang? That sort of thing. Um, and you could on you could see it either way. And we on we still don't know if it was a good Kang or bad Kang. I guess because maybe. He was a king that could have destroyed the other bad kings. Yeah, but, um, yeah. That's kind of where I. I mean, I guess I don't know, like exactly. But he was probably a bad king. <laughs> probably. <laughs> he. I mean, wait a second. He, did I accidentally kill the good king? Is king's not? He's fine, right? Like this whole the whole world's not gonna end. Oh, whatever. I'm not I did kind of like that it. ending. I didn't think it was like laugh out loud funny, which I think the movie kind of thought it was supposed to be. But I, I liked. I thought I was like, okay. Like honestly, if I was in his shoes, I would also be thinking that, <laughs> like having this this crisis. And I, I, it'd be interesting to see if he's gonna just, if like that kind of thinking will affect him next time we see Scott. Maybe I think they just need to make. Possibility. I think they just need to grow up, Ant Man. Like I mean, I haven't seen the first two movies, but I'll say okay. Like what they did with Tom Holland and Spider Man, um, No Way Home, is they mm-hmm. like really his characters mature by the end of the movie. Yeah. Whereas this, I feel like Ant Man didn't. I feel like he didn't grow. <laughs> you know, or that's I guess true. Like yeah. That he's like I I always have to be helping the world. Okay, that's his character growth. But like I I don't feel like he matured in in a similar way where like. You know, at the beginning, we had this internal monologue. It's all sunshine and rainbows. And well, how does this movie end? It's like, oh, I have an internal monologue still, and it's all sunshine and rainbows. But, oh, maybe this. I think it's better if it's literally like he's sitting down, and he's like, you know, in a serious conversation with somebody, like, instead of this happy-go-lucky, oh, it's your birthday party. We missed so many birthdays. Got to make up the birthdays. Well, instead, I, I, I think, think it's I'm... like he sits down, and it's like, did we, like, do the wrong thing? And like actually contemplating it. I think I'm okay with him with it kind of ending more cheery because I just think that's like the character. Like Scott's just kind of a more upbeat guy or whatever. So I don't mind that ne- not changing. But I do think I agree that he just it it doesn't feel like for me it doesn't feel like any of his change what little there was was really warranted. I felt like there needed to be more of like a serious conversation between him and like Cassie or you know, him and, I mean, honestly, even any of the other characters, just, like, discussing, you know, parenting or discussing what it means to, like, be helping the world and whatever. It just kind of felt like he came about that character development, like, because the script needed him to. I didn't really feel like there was much, like, natural development there. I don't know. I I just thought it was like okay, you he's being like selfish, and I guess he's being less selfish now. Mm-hmm. I I got I 
I just think like if you're gonna have these big stakes in this movie, I think it should alter him more than it does. I don't think he didn't change, but I think it's like, you know, I think he should have changed more from what yeah, well, and, and what okay. he experienced. Well, and you're you're like, okay, now now that you're talking about it, I'm thinking about it more. Like, I mean, we get glimpses of him like becoming more serious towards the end of the movie. Um, because I mean, like Kang essentially lies to him about like Cassie and everything, and I mean, like he like Scott's like hell bent on getting revenge by the end of the movie on on Kang, like getting back and rescuing Cassie and everything. But yeah, the, it doesn't really feel like that whole experience really affected him in any meaningful way. So yeah, I can I can see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, you should talk about the big head in the room, probably. <laughs> yeah, Modok <laughs> was bad. Bad. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I didn't see that character in the whatever movie, whatever that one that was. But that was bad. yeah. As so, Darren Cross, aka Yellow Jacket, is the villain in the first Ant Man movie, played by Corey Stoll. Pretty generic, like corporate bad guy villain um really the thing that goes for him is the yellow jacket costume very cool very even before i saw that movie i was like i like that that's a very cool villain costume and then the final fight between him and ant-man a lot of fun just because that's i mean they used it in some some of it in the trailers when they're like tiny like fighting on like the thomas the train tracks and everything and just a lot of fun like size things going on there but as a character not interesting in the slightest. He was like Michael Douglas, uh, Hank Pym's protege. and just kind of went bad at some point. That's like his character. Um, but then, yeah, at the end of the first Ant-Man, he ends up... Uh, Scott destroys the regulator on his suit, so he ends up just shrinking down infinitely into the quantum realm, which, as we know now, is actual livable space. And um, when they find him, he's kind of deformed um which makes sense because he gets like gruesomely crushed in the first movie he's like when he gets shrunk down it's like limb by limb he gets shrunk it's like disturbing kind of for for a uh uh superhero movie so it kind of makes sense that he would have some deformities but now he's just a, a big head guy kang finds him rescues him puts him in a big chair um and the cg looks really bad like it's yeah I don't know how, like, Modok is the big head guy, like, the silly big head guy in the comics. He's pretty famously a, a silly-looking villain. I don't know how you would do it that much better, because I feel like if you did just, like, a robot face, it would lose some of its kind of campy charm to it. So I get, like, them wanting to do the stretched-out face, but it just does not look good in this movie. And I've tried to play it off for com- comedic effect, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just it was such a cringeworthy character and the whole like it's never too late to quit being a dick or whatever. I was like, okay, this is this is terrible. It was yeah, that that character arc was like really rushed just at the end of the movie. Um and it was just really cringe that they kept saying dick. <laughs> they just they kept saying it. I'm like, it's not gonna get funnier the more you say it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I thought he was, I mean, it was 
better when he had the mask on um, and was like running around with like laser saws and shit. I was like, oh, that's that's kind of fun. But um, yeah, everything else, the character itself, just really, really dumb. And his redemption doesn't make any sense. He died in a venture. Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> no, not really, but no. just to appease him. Um, the last fight, it's, I don't know. It's just a big, big fight. And then they go big. Apparently mm-hmm. they could have just gone big the whole time, but then they go big <laughs> at the end. I don't know. Why yeah. Go, I mean, they I, go big any other time they really needed to go big. Yeah. It, it's, I think that's a, an inherent flaw with the Ant-Man character is having that ability. And the, in the second movie, they play it off like, if you go big, uh, he mentions in the second movie, because the first time he goes big is Captain America Civil War. That's like the first time he ever did that. So in the second movie, he's like, oh, yeah, after the the thing in Berlin, I like slept for 48 hours straight and just ate like constantly or something like that. So it like really tires you out. And there's only like a brief mention of that here. Otherwise, it doesn't really seem to affect anyone They're just at like, all. Oh, I'm really, really hungry. And then they get back to the normal world and it's fine. They're just fine. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> there's just not really much consequence to it. So, I don't know. I, I enjoyed seeing Kang, his powers. He seems pretty difficult to beat. Mm-hmm. Um, good luck, Avengers, beating all the Kangs. I want to see Pharaoh Kang. Yeah. Could- um. Yeah. The those Kangs in the post credit scene, which I really, honestly, I I hate being the guy that's like, oh, the post credit scene is my favorite part. But that first one might have been my favorite part of the movie, um, just because of the potential it kind of promises. But apparently all of like the main those like three or four council those are all like variants from the comics that are pretty like crucial i don't remember what they're all called but um so that's kind of cool um but i think just that scene has so much promise because jonathan majors has been so good so far he's played both variants we've seen in extensive um lengths of time very well very differently so I think this is going to just be a showcase for the range he has. Um, and just while at the same time, he's going to be able to hopefully manage a, a menacing presence. I agree. So. I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm trying to think of anything else I just want to talk about with this movie. I mean, Bill Murray's in it for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, like in one scene. Um, yeah, kind of a nothing character but whatever he has history with with janet in the quantum realm okay it's i it they kind of joke about it in that scene but i felt like it wasn't satisfying in the fact that like they they mentioned that like well are they like or i think michael douglas to bill murray is like well aren't you a human and they're just like well no i don't think so but like then what is he? like it's like yeah, like, what are you if you're not a, you just look like a human. Also, yeah. okay, now that I'm thinking about it, something that really bothered me about that scene is Hank asks for a drink at the bar and then he never gets it. 
they like like Janet pulls them away before he gets his drink and I was fully expecting like as it the shot was kind of going away from it like maybe in the background he picks up a drink from the bar and takes it with him but no he just never gets it so yeah <laughs> I don't know I feel like I don't have that much to say about this movie hold on I'm just excited to see Kang me too me too it's it's great I I think you know Thanos is it's awesome it's great Holden Sutter it's great <laughs> no it um Thanos was a very fun villain to the end of that uh, Infinity Saga and everything and he was pretty well fleshed out in the two movies he had but I think this will be interesting because here we have like the villain of this saga and we're introducing him early um and we're giving him you know some room to work with I don't know how much more he'll show up before I mean, he'll show up in Loki to some extent, but I don't know. But aside from that, I don't know how much he'll show up before Kang Dynasty. But regardless, kind of cool. We got a movie with him already. Fun. Yeah. Even though this variant yeah. appears to have died, we'll see. I feel like he, this one could have easily, if he is like the main antagonist. I don't think Kang. he is. They said he vanquished. So. You think he is dead? I don't know. I guess we didn't. I don't remember if we did. I can't. Did we even see him die? I don't remember anymore. I mean, yeah, he gets like sucked into the the what you call it the the device that he's trying to fix. So, well, it's exploding. Um, yeah, but I mean, I mean, as I said earlier, we saw a yellow jacket shrink down gruesomely in the first Ant Man movie, and here he is. He's still alive, I guess. So good. Could still very well be alive. Oh, I we didn't mention the the scene where it's all the all the Ant Man's talking. Yeah, that scene. Um, that was kind of fun. I thought that was uh, where it visually looked a little bit better because I mean they did a pretty seamless job. I don't know like how much of it was actually you know Paul Rudd standing around and doing different takes and everything, but it looked pretty impressive and it did look pretty seamless. So. Yeah, I thought that was good. but All right. I think it's time to move on, Nolan. I agree. Let's move on. All right. Triangle of Sadness time. Non-spoiler review coming at you next. All right. Triangle of Sadness. Um, this is the... Oh, we'll do non-spoilers to start, but... Um, this is one of the Oscar noms this year that we hadn't seen, uh, nominated for best picture, I think best director and not best. Uh, we, we mentioned it when we talked about the nominations, it's not up for best international feature. I think just cause it's English language, <laughs> even though it's a Swedish movie. Um, but yeah. Um, so it's up for some of those awards. Um, I had heard about it a th- a few months ago uh, just kind of when it was making some of the rounds at the festival i think it won what well, it, it said at the beginning of the movie it won the palm door at Cannes, which is kind of the um big i guess the, essentially that festival's best picture winner in a way um so yeah big deal for this movie but um what'd you what'd you think jimmy well i got the synopsis here holding carl right, and yaya yeah Carl and Yaya, a couple of influencers, are invited to a luxury cruise ship alongside a group of out-of-touch wealthy people. The situation takes an unexpected turn when a brutal storm hits the ship. 
Yeah. Um. Oh, oh, something to mention first. The actress who played Yaya apparently died last year, like August. Seriously? Yeah. Oh my she, goodness. Like some health comp- complications. I think she, um, did. I think the movie had already gone to can at that point so she probably was able to at least see the movie but yeah no she i think it was august of last year i saw she died so oh my goodness well she was good i mean that was that's horrible yeah yeah um anyway what'd you think of this movie old. jimmy i didn't like it very much i in, i will say that i liked it more as it went on i think the first mm-hmm. third of this movie should just be in the garbage can because it i did nothing <laughs> for me i thought it was boring i i'm like this is a comedy and i have not even been slightly amused mm-hmm. um and then they get on the boat and i think it gets a little bit better and then it goes there's actually things happening mm-hmm. it's just i don't know i I didn't think it was funny enough to be a, just a kind of n- movie about nothing. Yeah. And Which it, bas- it, it is. I mean, it it has a very, some very heavy handed messages to it, but. That's my, like, rich people bad, capitalism bad, in- influencers <laughs> bad. I'm like, wow, what insightful messages here. Well, it's one of those things where I feel like if the comedy w- worked a little bit better, um, there was maybe a little bit more. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to say in your face because sometimes that gets annoying too. But I feel like if the, if the comedy was a bit more, I guess I'll just say like then maybe the the you know blunt nature of the themes could work better. But it's as it is. It, the the humor is very dry. It's like for the most part, except for when it's not, um, which we'll get to. But for the most part, very dry humor. It's not like a lot of jokes that people are just not even going to see as jokes. I think Um, some people do think this is like a hilarious movie. Like I know I've watched plenty of people. And one of the reasons I got hyped for it, maybe it got overhyped for me is because I watched several youtubers that said this was like one of the funniest movies of the year for them and i'm just i don't get that i mean there are funny parts but it's not like uproarious laughter coming from my couch (laughs) i like banshees of anna sharon was funny yeah i think that (laughs) movie is funnier than this like (laughs) yes it's like clever and witty and you know wordplay and this is just like apparently situationally funny but i don't even think it's situationally funny a lot of t- like there's one or two bits i was like oh but that was it like it got like a huh <laughs> like but it was <laughs> it was not it was not weird the al yankovic story it was not banshees of inish Aaron. heck i think like other movies that i wouldn't even qualify as comedies have, are funnier than this movie puss in boots was way funnier than this movie yeah yeah i'd agree with that <laughs> I just I don't I don't get it Olden this is one where I'm like I don't think it's a bad movie I think it's a decent movie I how on earth did this movie get nominated for best picture is kind of where I'm at I'm like I just don't it I'm like rich people bad influencers bad (laughs) yeah I think it's just boring it's way too I not super boring but it's just way too long the first mm -hmm, third of the movie is is like this fight that is so uninteresting between two incredibly unlikable people 
I just I just don't care at all. And it was not amusing. It wasn't particularly like cool to look at or anything. It just happens. And I like there were some things I'm like this is supposed to be a joke, I guess, but it like I don't I don't think it's that funny. Like yeah, a, I mean, I, very, like this is not really a spoiler, but like there's these characters are arguing with each other, and like the elevator keeps shutting, and they just keep opening it. I'm like, I guess that's supposed to be funny, but it it just isn't. Yeah, it's it's just more visual humor, I guess. It the the beginning reminded me, in terms of like writing and content of like the before trilogy, which I've talked about on the podcast before. Um, some very solid romantic comedy dramas um that i think are are really really good um but it kind of it feels like it's kind of trying to evoke that type of writing and it is just not nearly on that same level for me like at least in those movies the characters are both likable to an extent and you can they're very clear it's it's easy to see both perspectives in their arguments and everything and uh, they're able to kind of sprinkle in some of their own charm in there for a little bit of humor and everything but here it's yeah they're just unlikable people arguing about a very uninteresting thing um and it feels very just disconnected i don't even i I mean maybe i'm too stupid but it just it doesn't even feel like it connects very well in any meaningful way to the rest of the movie um aside from introducing us to the characters i guess but i feel like you could do that pretty easily on the boat like i mean maybe have a little bit more time on the boat establish their relationship dynamic on the boat i feel like that could all be done there even thematically, I don't feel like it really adds anything that the rest of the movie isn't already saying. So I don't know. Of the nominees we've watched, this is my least favorite Best Picture nominee. Like it less than uh, Avatar? Yeah, definitely. Not even close. Avatar yeah, I might, I might entertaining. I might agree. Um, I'm trying to think of what all we've seen. Yeah. Yeah, I might agree with that. And I think I don't really, I don't, I honestly have no one to recommend this movie to. Like, I, I wouldn't in good conscience recommend this movie to anybody. The thing is, I think there are a lot of good things to this movie. Um, it's just that it's long and it's not very funny, which unfortunately is like a big part of like the entertainment value of a movie that bills itself as, you know, a black comedy. And I think it's Wikipedia has it as a satirical black comedy is what it's called. Um, yeah, it's just not very funny. It's two, it's two hours and 20 minutes. Like why it's so, and even like, even if you were to cut out that first chunk, that first chunk is also the shortest part of the movie. So you still probably have like close to two hours worth of, content and it just doesn't need all that um i don't know yeah, performances I th- in it i didn't know he was in it so that's fun mm-hmm. um uh like you said the performances i think are good yeah um but i mean even like this movie's got a 72 on rotten tomatoes it's got a 63 on metacritic and only three quarters of google users like it so it's like people don't even really like this movie all that much I don't get it. I don't get this. I honestly, like, I, it, my 
my cynical theory, um, and I think this is also probably why it won the Palm Door, um, is that it's you know well especially Palm Door it's at Cannes. Cannes is a festival full of rich people going to see it, right? I think people gave it that award just to seem like they were you know hip to you know what they were they were like self aware or something. <laughs> That's what I think. Like. People are people see this and it's like, oh, okay, I'm rich, so I can I can make fun of myself, so I'm gonna give it my vote or whatever. I wouldn't be honestly, that's my cynical reasoning. Wouldn't be surprised if that's how the academy is too. Yeah, I mean, I it don't gives think me vibes of like it's not as heavy handed as I mean, it's not like overtly heavy handed as Don't Look Up was last year, but this is like this year's Don't Look Up to me. It kind of is. I like this more than Don't Look Up um in general just i think it has more going for it i think it's more even though it is boring i think it's more interesting especially as it goes on um there i okay one of the things i was seeing and some of the reviews i was reading about this some people like think the movie gets like significantly worse in the third act like people don't like where it goes there which i don't agree with just a different movie in the third act yeah. So I guess if maybe you find like the first two acts hilarious or something, um, then maybe I, I can understand that. But I don't know. I mean, I think the second act is fine, enjoyable in certain parts, but I think it just gets more exciting in the third act. And I think that's kind of where it became more interesting because it actually had something going on. Yeah. Um, I would say skip this one. Unless you've just someone very close to you who you respect has like recommended this and you feel obligated to watch it, <laughs> or they offered to watch it, I don't know. I just think I I just didn't really like this movie. Um, I, I do don't think, think it's a bad movie. I think it's a decent movie. There are some moments that I think are interesting, but overall the message is just so generic. I even like the scenes where you're like, oh, this is supposed to be like the hit scene of the movie. I'm like, I've seen this before and this is underwhelming. And you like it, the build up to it, it's like, oh, this is going to happen. And then it, I don't even think it's I know that what funny you're talking when about. it's happening. I was also, yeah, like, I'm mean, like, I've already seen stuff like this before and it's funnier and other things. And I don't know. Yeah. Um, for me, I think I'll. I, I forgot to mention. I think the score for this is really good. Honestly, there. Were, I thought some of the music in this was awesome. I really liked it. Um, I actually I need to look it up on Spotify because when I was kind of flipping through it before the podcast, I was like, oh yeah, a couple of these songs I need to actually save. But um, I think I'll give it a six and a half. Um, I think most, I think overall from like filmmaking, it's pretty solid. I don't really have any complaints there. I think the performances are good. Um, I think there are a few funny moments. I think it gets better as it goes along, but yeah, for the most part, just disappointing, underwhelming to maybe a little overhyped for me. Um, it's just how okay here's my question why is this movie nominated and the northman isn't yeah okay that that is a good point because the northman is so much better than this granted very different movies but still like i'm I'm willing to compare them like (laughs) that movie's that movie deserves it a lot more than this um again i haven't seen the whale 
that got nominated over the whale. Mm-hmm. I guess divisive. Um, gosh, what are some other? Uh, this got nominated over After Sun, which everybody oh yeah loved that movie that Who's is a, that, that is a divisive. So why I don't I don't get it. All, all I understand it, I is there's like two or three people in the academy who like loved this movie, who rated it as like their number one thing, and that's why it got nominated for best picture. That's probably it. I mean, I um, it doesn't really like people don't really seem to be talking about this nomination, and I think it's just because people are more upset about like Elvis <laughs> or something. Like people seem to be more upset about that being nominated than this movie. Um, also, I just think. A lot of people haven't seen this movie, so they don't really have an opinion. No, uh, and don't really need to watch it. So that's where I'm at. Should we talk about spoilers, Holden? Yeah, let's do it. All right, uh, spoilers for Triangle of Sadness. We can just um, literally skip the first third of the movie because nothing happens. They nothing argue happens. about paying for things, and I'm like, I just don't, I don't care. Like, neither of both you are of, right. Yeah, both of them were like just being completely irrational, <laughs> like so annoying about it. Like he, I mean, what's his? I can't. Was it Paul? Ca- was Carl. 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 Paul is, is the guy in in um the war one uh oh yeah that's right (laughs) that's yeah good point um no so carl is is like being just so obsessive about it and like annoying and keeps bringing it up and she's just being annoyingly dismissive and it's weird because i don't think it's really evocative of their characters later on either like too much i feel like in some ways they become different people like in the, in the following couple acts um and not even in like a character growth sense it just kind of feels like that's that opening act was supposed to be like to establish them as characters and um maybe kind of get where their philosophies come from but it just didn't feel like any of that came into play later really even though the movie is so about like wealth and everything I yeah I don't I just didn't care honestly I was like I don't care about this relationship I don't care about these two characters they don't even really seem like people for a lot of it yeah yeah really um which once again I did like both- the Russian guy <laughs> yeah he was entertaining he sells poop. I won't say the word, but he sells poop. Yeah, thank you. You already did say it once this podcast. I know. I did. So. I I caught myself as soon as I said it. But um, yeah, but, uh, no, yeah. I mean, Woody really Woody Harrelson, I thought was my favorite part. I wish he didn't apparently die on his ship. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. His 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 character was so it was bizarre because I like it felt he's it felt like there was something going on with him but I, it's just that he's a drunk <laughs> I thought, I I thought there was going to be something a bit more going on but I think it's almost funnier that it's just that he's a drunk because it felt like okay, there was a I, lot of build up but the most relatable part of this movie was they're serving all this food which of course they're building up to like it's a storm they're eating mm-hmm. all this like seafood stuff I'm like Obviously, everybody's going to start throwing up all over the place. Yes. Um, which they do. But I didn't even, I honestly didn't even laugh at any of that. 
I didn't think any of it was funny because like I'm like Family Guy already did that bit, and that yeah, a lot of a things lot have done that. Than, and I'm like, I just have seen this already, and just the fact that it's rich people doesn't make it funny to me. Um, I think it had the potential to be funnier, but I don't know. The only part I guess I find amusing about the throwing up itself was like the lady like sliding around trying to grab the toilet and she just couldn't get the toilet. Yeah, that was that but, was um, funny. <laughs> but uh, the, the most relatable part of the movie is they're eating all this. I'm like, God, I would not like any of this. I'd rather just have like a burger. And then Woody Harrelson's character character gets a burger. <laughs> gets a burger. The burger for the cat. He's like, he's like, I don't like fine dining. I'm like, that is very relatable. I like whenever like I watch those chef shows and stuff, I'm like, I wouldn't like any of this. Just give me McDonald's. I'm such well, a and he's he's like sitting peasant. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say he, he was I'm sitting a with like when like, it comes to food. Yeah. <laughs> He was like sitting with that like tech billionaire too, and like the longing of lo- like the look of longing on his face while when he was like staring at that burger was was pretty funny. Yeah, um, but yeah, the the throwing up scene, I, I, I so I knew that was coming. I mean, even before it was you know being set up, because that was one of the things I had heard about this movie. Is I'd heard it was like oh like even if you don't like puke or whatever, if you think puke isn't is not funny. Like, this movie does it really well. It has a very funny scene. And I think even, like, some of the marketing was around that scene, too. Like, that's evidently one of the scenes they're most proud of. And I will... The thing I'll give it is, like, especially the first couple people throwing up felt, like, very real. It felt like... like yeah. It was, like, uncomfortably real. And I think that was kind of where I was, like, enjoyed it. Quote-unquote, enjoyed it the most. Was I was like, okay, these it feels like these people are actually throwing up. But... It felt like, weirdly enough, maybe they didn't go far enough with it or something. It just, it was, I don't know. I don't know. Like Maybe it just doesn't work for me in general, that whole concept. And maybe it's just because it was so heavily foreshadowed, too. Even if I, I mean, as you said, you saw it coming a mile away. And you didn't even know it necessarily was coming. So, no. yeah, I don't know. Kind of lame. Yeah, it'd been funnier if they puked more on each other. I think. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We want more. We want more gross out humor here. Um, but, and that was that was like weird because, as I said, the rest of the humor in this movie is mostly just so dry, and pun intended. That was the only like really. I felt like one of the only times where it wasn't dry, because um, it was just like slapstick humor kind of but also not full slapstick so it didn't really it didn't really satisfy that kind of comedy for me um i don't don't know know. just bizarre they like helicopter dropped in nutella okay Mm -hmm. i was like uh (laughs) whatever (laughs) i did not find this movie amusing olden i think the only part that other than the cheeseburger that i would like huh was when the lady's like, oh, is this one of our hand grenades? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did I like that, the irony of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I there was the, the really uncomfortable scene where they're, the rich lady is, like, talking to the staff member and is like, you guys mm-hmm. should go for a swim. And that the actress who was the staff member was doing such a good job because it was like, 
clearly she's just thinking of any way to get out of this. <laughs> like it was while, while trying to, to maintain yes to you, but also no. Yeah, she says no, and then it's just incredibly uncomfortable when she says that, and then she kind of backs up from that. And I really liked that scene; that was fun. Um, yeah, I feel like that's pretty much it. Like, I guess like before the the boat sinks, it's like it's like ten minutes of like a nightmare. It feel it feels like just kind of a weird nightmare going on because like yeah the power is out like everyone's throwing up the sewage is backing up it's just dark people are like huddled and then like you have the drunken ram drunken ramblings of the russian guy and woody harrelson on the intercom so that was interesting but then you get to the island um and it becomes as you said basically a completely different movie but i liked it more there I think it is more satisfying. I think it has a somewhat satisfying kind of, um, you know, extension of what it was, you know, the themes it was talking about before because they're everyone on that boat is like so helpless. And then you just have this one surviving worker who actually knows what she's doing. And so she ends up taking control. I thought that was and then cool. She becomes, and then she becomes pretty much as scummy as everybody else. Yes. Yeah. It's like power corrupts everyone. Although I, I'll be honest, the old and I have, I don't understand the ending of this movie. How did like she has the rock, and then <laughs> it ends. I don't even. I think she just exactly. doesn't kill her. Okay. It kind of looks like. Yeah, she she's just like she starts crying, and it kind of looks like she puts the rock down, but it's not like she's doing it in any like thrusting motion. So I assume she just puts it down. I didn't feel it, it felt weird to end it in the spot. I don't understand. Okay, why was Carl running? I was like, why I didn't understand that either. I I don't under, I, I was like, I don't know what just happened, and the movie just ended, and I don't really care to figure it out because I didn't like this. Yeah, um, I mean, it's kind of funny that they were on an island the whole time that <laughs> there's just a resort, but they like never bothered to go look around. It's kind of amusing. Um, I mean, it's been done before, but somewhat entertaining um i don't know they killed a donkey for like no reason yeah and i'm also like why would a donkey just be on an island like clearly it's like a bigger island (laughs) or something yeah like there's not just gonna be a donkey on a small island how would that work it's just weird that they never like ventured that far or it's like, I mean, if this island is inhabited, like, to an extent, it's weird that there were, like, no boats going around that shore at all or, like, I don't know, anything happening that could have interacted with them. It's kind of unclear how long they are, like, on that island, like, if it's been weeks or months or however long, but... And why wouldn't anybody go to that specific beautiful shore? Yeah, just it's a very scenic, great shore. It's just... No one had found it, I guess. Um, I liked that they were drinking out of the spray bottles. That was kind of funny. But yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to decide if I like this movie more or Infinity Pool more. I, I'm I think I like this one more. I, I, <laughs> I honestly don't know. I don't really like either. And they kind of have somewhat similar vibes. Yeah, they kind of do. <laughs> 
like rich people <laughs> honestly bad oh and, uh, and another thing about the third act that makes it feel completely different is like inexplicably i mean yeah kind of inexplicably all of a sudden yaya starts like caring about like carl and like not wanting carl to <laughs> to sleep with um i can't remember what the character's name is but i mean like Abigail, i think well, I mean, maybe that's how the opening conversation ties in because Carl's all like, well, we can't, you know, just conform to gender roles. And here he is. He's kind of, as the man, he's kind of using his body to get things. Whereas you more of like... Yeah, I could see it tie like into that. I, I feel like it's also trying to tie into like how that scene ends where he's like, I'm going to make you love me or whatever. And i feel like that's what it's trying to show but i didn't really feel like any natural evolution of that it didn't feel like on the boat they got any like really closer than they were before or anything i I don't feel like they had they ever had any chemistry whatsoever yeah it was always just awkward and it made sense like the end of that first act it made sense when she explained that they were essentially doing this as like a business partnership and I was like, okay, yeah. that makes sense why it's so awkward. Like, it doesn't feel like they're in a relationship, but... But then yeah, it seems like they actually both want to be in one, but they're not, and I don't know. And I'm like, I don't really like either of you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. Anything else to say about this movie? Um, They steal the pretzels. They... Oh, yeah. Those look like good pretzels. It made me hungry for pretzels. Yeah. I don't know. It was a whatever movie to me. Kind of like Infinity Pool. I didn't think it was bad. Just didn't think it was great. Um, And seriously, just cut the first third of the movie out, please. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's all I got to say about it. Maybe this is going to make us lose respect with a lot of people since... Our, like, favorite part of the movie is the one part that other people don't like as much. So, I don't know. But, yeah, didn't didn't totally work. I think it's it's overall fine, but, yeah, whatever. All right. Better Lauren. Oscar noms out there. Absolutely. Oh, gosh, I'm yawning, which means we need to wrap it up. So, Holden, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, Jimmy, this week, let's let's see what I watched. Did I watch anything? Probably not. Why don't you just Probably. make a list before we do the <laughs> podcast? Maybe. Well, no. See, what I need to do is I need to pull up my letterboxed in time because that's what I always refer to. Um, but then I just always forget to do fa- so beforehand. Uh, looks well, why like don't movie- I just go first then? Well, I, I've got to it give up you now. time. Well, While we were talking, up, so. I got it up. So we're okay. Don't worry about it. Um, looks like the only movie I really watched this week, aside from what we needed to, uh, was Princess Bride. Rewatched that one last week. Of course, I've seen it before, but that movie is so good. Holds up very well. Just a very fun, charming movie. Very funny writing. Kind of just cool sets and cool sense of humor. Like it a lot. I mean, if you haven't seen Princess Bride already, what are you doing? Literally, what are you doing? As we say in this podcast. Um, but yeah, very good movie. Um, but other than that, um, I have been continuing my on cinema marathon. I'm almost caught up with that. Um, and 
Jeez, what a ride it is. And uh, also been watching Batman Beyond on the side since I finished Superman the Animated Series. Moved on to the next series in that kind of universe. Batman Beyond. Very good. Really, really like Batman Beyond. Just, I kind of wish they ended up making that Batman Beyond movie they had talked about. Because that'd be really cool. Um, But... Aside from that, uh, oh, I, f- I platinumed Horizon. Finished Horizon. Platinum it. Go. Very good. The ending, ending was interesting. Ending was interesting. Um, interesting good, interesting bad, interesting Kind of both. Middle. I mean, it definitely leaves it open for another game. Um, I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm not sh- There's kind of a twist at the very end it's not like a huge twist but it's 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 kind of a minor one i wasn't not sure i'm convinced by that one but um overall it was it was a pretty fun ending i liked the final mission um ended in a good boss fight um the one of the new characters i didn't realize this until like the last day i was playing but one of the new characters in the game is played by trinity from matrix <laughs> oh really that actress yeah and like i it like i just kind of hit me at one point i was like she like her like the way she acts it reminds me of someone and then i heard i was like listening to the voice and i'm like oh it's it's her and i looked it up and it was her i'm like okay <laughs> and she's good she's she's good in the game but i was very proud when i came up with that carrie ann moss um, i was like carrie ann is on the tip yeah. of my tongue the tip of my yes. tongue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that. Oh, and then I guess new game I started. Um, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, like you're playing. So nice. I'm playing that next just to replay it Speaking for the new one. Speaking of, I freaking hate that map system. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I don't know what yours does, Holden, but my. My Cal Kestis seems to just like stutter at times when I'm doing platforming. I'm like, this game, there's a lot of popping for me. I'm like, this game is like broken, <laughs> but it's still I pretty fun. It's, I, I wonder if it's like part of it is the PS5 port. I wonder if maybe the port is just not very good. Yeah, I don't know. You would think they would have improved it. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, because uh, they did have like a frame rate mode, I think, on the the normal PS4 patch. Maybe they didn't. I, I thought they had before the PS5 version came out. But maybe I'm thinking incorrectly. Um, but I'm having fun with that. And that's the big thing I, I've been kind of doing this week. Just not really doing a lot of side stuff. Just kind of plowing through the main story for that. Which is decent enough fun enough i really haven't seen anything with the new game so just excited for that to come out otherwise um watching the mandalorian on the last episode of the second season i'm like man i'm gonna need to find a new show to watch and then i remembered i gotta watch the three episodes in book of boba fett oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's right (laughs) to die in um which i mean two of those are are very good and one of them is the finale which is not good um (laughs) But that's coming out like next week, so that works out. Not next week, but like a week and a half or something. Wednesday yeah, that is great. That'll soon. be Jeez. that'll be easy to remember all what happens on Wednesday when we record on Monday. <laughs> 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 we 
We can't Jeez. move again, Jimmy. No, not no. Um, I'd rather remember. I'd rather have Last of Us fresh in my brain. <laughs> yeah, why Wednesdays, Disney? Go back to Fridays. I don't like Wednesdays releases. Then people get up at like 2 a.m. on Wednesday mornings to watch things. Um, I think that's it. Shows. I don't think there's any other things I'm watching. So I think that's it. Just those two things. Sweet. My PSVR 2 is apparently coming Wednesday, but it hasn't officially. Like they sent me the shipping information, but it hasn't shipped yet. And it's Monday night. So we'll see about that. <laughs> Maybe they just haven't been updating it. We'll see. But yeah. So um, it would be nice if it came, though, because we're supposed to get some snow. And it'd be, you know, if we have oh, some yeah. snow days. I did yeah. pre-order Horizon Call of the Mountain, though, just because I'm like, I got to play that one. That'll be yeah. the first thing I do. But uh, that's it, Holden, for me. Otherwise, do you do anything else? I did not do anything else. But. All right. N- Next week, we have Cocaine Bear. <laughs> we'll see how that yes, is. Yeah. Um, we, we're we'll also, also do, do the Fablemans. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, that's right. We can do the Fablemans. And The Last of Us. Yes. All right. That's sounds good. So Cocaine Bear, Fablemans, and The Last of Us. We'll do that next week. Um, but... Aside from that, if you want to leave us a request, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes or uh, email us at toppodcast at gmail.com or donate to our Patreon. Um, I think that's it, Jimmy. Oh, my gosh, Holden. I didn't know this, but... Well, I shouldn't say. There's someone in Cocaine Bear that I'm like, oh, what? They're in Cocaine Bear? But I won't say. Is it Margot Martindale? No, it's not character actress Margot Martindale. (laughs) It's someone in Game of Thrones. Okay. Interesting. So, do you want me to say or no? Uh, wait until we get like off. The f- wait until we stop recording. Okay. Okay. I will tell you then after we record. Any anyway, that's it, right? Or you got anything yes. else to say, Holden? That's All right. it. Then, pa- I was gonna say pantalones, adios, and that's not right. So I'll say <laughs> adios, pantalones. Love you. That one movie podcast. <laughs> 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 <laughs>